0: Philip Rivers now at the helm in Indianapolis. The Colts might be able to get back to the offense Frank Reich wants to run. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy Football in 15 here at Athletic. I am your host, Michael Beller, joined as I am on basically every single episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Derek Van Riper with me here. Derek, how you doing? Doing
1: great, Beller. How are you doing today?
0: I am also doing great. Uh, we are plowing right through this State of the Team series, getting a feel for every single team in the NFL as we I keep saying head into the summer but now that we're in the middle of June I feel like we are in the summer so I'm going to leave head into the summer behind and just say at the start of the summer today the team that we are going to get a feel for is the Indianapolis Colts and to do that we bring on one of our Colts beat writers from The Athletic Zach Kiefer. Zach how are you? I'm great thanks for having me guys. Yeah, sure. This is a lot of intrigue around this team. A few big changes for the Colts. Of course, it all starts at the quarterback position. Phillip Rivers, after a long ten-year with the Chargers, bounce around Southern California, moves across the country to Indianapolis and takes over the helm. For the Colts, at this point in his, of his career, Philip Rivers is more than a known commodity. We know his game, we know his strengths, we know his weaknesses. So instead of talking about that, I'm more interested in how we see Rivers' game fitting with what Frank Reich wants to do offensively. Yeah, this is really important. A lot of people have kind of overlooked this. Philip Rivers
2: is not in Indianapolis to be the Colts' offensive savior. He doesn't need to be an MVP candidate. He doesn't need to be the Philip Rivers we've known for most of his career. He just needs to be better than Jacoby Brissett was last season. And another layer to this that's really important is Philip Rivers is going to let Frank Reich call the offense the way Frank Reich wants to call it. Frank wants to step on the gas. He wants to throw the ball down the field. He wants to be uber aggressive. He wants to go for it on fourth down. And they couldn't do that last year. They couldn't do it late in the year, especially because as Brissett's productivity and accuracy fell off, and it fell off in a big way in December, the Colts became one-dimensional, they became boring, and they lost a lot of games because the quarterback spot was holding them back. So in Rivers, they see a guy who will let them throw those deep out, the deep balls to T.Y. Hilton, throw the, the quicks to Paris Campbell, do things that, one, is exciting to watch, two, that wins you games, and three, that keeps defenses guessing. They became too predictable last year. So all Rivers has to do is, is just be a step up from Jacoby Brissett, and, and that's not – asking that much even of a 38 year old
1: you know I was surprised to see how successful Rivers was going downfield last year average intended air yards of 8.6 that tied him for 12th with Patrick Mahomes Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold I mean of everybody in this offense I think T.Y. Hilton would probably benefit the most from having a quarterback who can more capably take those shots downfield so how much of an upgrade do you think it is for Hilton specifically? I mean, health is obviously a concern for him too, but does having Rivers unlock something closer to the production ceiling we saw from him three, four years ago?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's closer to Andrew Luck, right? I mean, Rivers is going to throw the ball deep. Nick Sirianni, the Colts offensive coordinator, the minute they signed Philip Rivers, you know, Rivers told Sirianni, like, look, a big reason I'm here is Quentin Nelson, Anthony Costanzo, Ryan Kelly— if you talk to people in San Diego and L.A., they'll tell you Rivers needed an offensive line this last couple years. And his step up this year in that regard is going to be a huge thing for T.Y. Hilton. We're thinking deep outs, double moves. T.Y. makes his money down the field, 60-yard go routes against a, a, a t- Texans corner who can't keep up with them, right? That's how he's become the player he is in this league. And they couldn't do that last year. They just couldn't do it. And with Rivers, they're going to get back to doing that. And, and word I've gotten, from around the team is T.Y. was amped when they signed Phillip Rivers because you know how good he was with Andrew Luck and 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 you know how dangerous he was with those deep balls. He, he, was, he didn't do anything last year in that regard, and it, it killed him. And T.Y. was frustrated, and the injuries didn't help. So if T.Y. gets back to being healthy and they get back to throwing the ball deep and putting pressure on defenses, I mean, the Colts were, you know, I did the numbers in, in March and April, and they were in the bottom five in 20-yard pass plays and explosive plays. And that runs everything against what Frank Reich wants to do as an offense. So that's why they brought Philip Rivers in. And for those asking about his arm strength and has he lost a step and all that, totally legitimate questions. If you watch the tape last year, he wasn't great. 20 interceptions speaks for itself. Frank Reich watched the tape last year, and this is what he says. And Frank Reich knows a lot more about the quarterback spot than I do, so I will yield to him in this regard. But... He says, look, the arm strength's still there. He's made some throws last year that were as good as he's made in his career. And they don't believe that there's any drop-off in terms of him being able to throw the ball 50, 60 yards down the field. That's where T.Y. Hilton comes in. And there's a lot of different pieces they added in the offseason. They added Jonathan Taylor and, and Michael Pittman and Jack Doyle returns and Paris Campbell returns. But to be completely clear, They have made this clear in the offseason. T.Y. Hilton is still the number one target. This offense will still run through him, the vertical passing game. And I expect a big bounce back year from T.Y. Hilton if he stays healthy. Phillip Rivers is going to be his best friend very, very soon. (laughs)
0: We heard all about the uh, T.Y. and Andrew Luck stories, so definitely we're excited for Phillip Rivers uh, moving in there and helping out T.Y. Hilton. Uh, We're going to get to those guys, the new additions, uh, in a second, but let's talk about one of those fellow returnees. It's Paris Campbell. A lot of excitement about him in the fantasy community. What's his expected role with the offense this season?
2: Yeah, keep an eye on this kid. I've been very high on him from the minute they drafted him. You know, they didn't use him a whole lot at Ohio State in terms of using him outside. He's always been a slot guy. He's very good at that role. And I've seen training camp practices where he dominated, flat-out dominated. And Frank Reich said after a day last year that that dude looks like a legit starting receiver in the league right now. And he was three days into his rookie training camp. Now, he had some awful, awful injury luck last year. He had four injuries I'm going to try and remember them. Uh, there was the there was the hamstring. There was the broken hand in the game against Pittsburgh. There was the broken foot. And there was the sports hernia. So pretty impressive. I can remember all four. Yeah, nice. Paris Campbell, he showed flashes last year. If you watch the games closely, this dude showed what he could do. He just didn't have a chance to do it because he was never on the field because he kept getting hurt. Um, they love him in this offense. They're going to use him in the slot. They're going to use T.Y. out wide. That's why they drafted Pittman. Pittman's going to be out wide. Campbell's going to be a matchup nightmare, and with all the different options the Colts have, you've got a, a safety blanket and Jack Doyle over the middle, and you've also got Campbell who can make some guys miss. They drafted him because he can make some guys miss. It's yards after catch, but the Colts have never been good at, at least like the last couple years. Um, and I know Frank Reich loves him, and Frank Reich's calling the plays. So um, Paris Campbell's a guy that's going to have a big year if they, if they can get him the ball. I really believe he could be a guy that sneaks up on some people and and might be a great fantasy pickup late if you can get him because this guy's going to produce this year. I'm confident of that.
1: The Colts spent a second-round pick on Michael Pittman Jr. And just thinking about the number of weapons they have for Phillip Rivers, how large can Pittman's role be in his rookie season? The long-term future is obviously very bright, but is he going to be maybe a little bit frustrating in year one simply because of the competition for targets in this offense?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. There's only one ball to go around. And, you know, that was the whole point of this team's offseason, right? It was, if you're going to upgrade a quarterback, you got to do that, then you got to help him, right? Because you're not going to have an Andrew Luck, you're not going to have a Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, you're not going to have a quarterback who can carry the offense. So you need to add some pieces around him. So that's where Pittman comes in. Love the kids upside. He's going to be exactly what this team needed last year, they just never got because Devin Funches got hurt in training camp. But He's a big bodied first down target who can win on the outside. He can win the jump balls. They didn't have that last year, but I think you're right. I don't think the production is going to be that big from Pittman this year in terms of stats. I think he'll catch a couple touchdowns because they've got they've got him designed already to be that red zone type guy. You know, Eric Ebron was sort of that the last 2 years for them. He's in Pittsburgh now. You're always going to have Jack Doyle. They're always going to find ways to get TY the ball in the red zone as well. But if they're pushing the ball down the field, and if they're going for a lot of touchdowns, it's going to be hard to see Pittman getting his share of those. He'll get some, but I think T.Y.'s your first read. Jack Doyle is, is a great red zone threat with his great hands, and it's just it's going to be hard to see Pittman eating as much as some of the other guys, to, to use a, a term, but um, I think he's going to be a great player long term, but right now he might have to you know, take a seat in line because it's, there's a lot of different guys that are going to be wanting
0: the football this year move on to the running backs. I got to move on. The fact that Michael Pittman's son and Antoine Winfield's son were in the same draft really had me a little depressed a few months ago. So let's uh, move on to the running backs here. We know a lot about where this team is going to be, right? Philip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman. I-, I think going into the year, we have a decent hold on what to expect from them. The running back position might be a little different. Seven picks after The Michael Pittman selection, this team takes Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, one of the most prolific backs in NCAA history. At the same time, Marlon Mack has been very effective for the Colts over the last two years. You still have Naeem Hines in town, who might be the team's best pass catching back. So with all these pieces in the backfield, what can we expect the breakdown of duties to be? So this is a really good point because the minute they drafted Jonathan Taylor, everyone assumed
2: Marlon Mack's role would diminish. And this is how the Colts see it. They see Jonathan Taylor making Marlon Mack better. They see him spelling him for situations. Um, I'm still really high on Marlon Mack. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league no one's talking about. I think he's a 1,500-yard guy without the injuries. And he was at 1,200 last year, and he missed a couple games with that broken hand. So... um, he doesn't have the resume and maybe the uh, Pro Bowls that a couple other running backs do, but I still think this guy can take over a game. And if you watch the Colts closely behind this offensive line, the offensive line makes Mac better, but he makes them better too. He makes guys miss, and I still think they're going to feed. They're going to feed Marlon Mack this year. Don't think just because they added Pittman and they added a couple other guys that they're not going to be a run-first team. This team, as long as Frank Reich is running it. They're going to have some games where they give the ball to Mack 20 times, and he's going to have 150 yards. He's going to have 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's just how they're going to be. Frank Reich is very, very stubborn in that regard, and that's the balance they seek, and they're going to have more of a vertical passing game this year with Rivers and Hilton, as we talked about, but I still think Marlon Mack is the bell cow. He's still going to be the number one back, and they're still going to treat him as such. Taylor will get in there and get his carries, but right now Marlon Mack is still the feature. The question is, where does Naheem Hines fall into all of this? Because, you know, Frank mentioned a couple weeks ago that there could be games where this guy gets 10 catches in a game. Think Danny Woodhead in San Diego, right? There could be games where he catches two balls. So it's going to be really hard to predict what Naheem Hines' fantasy value is because he's, he's a dangerous player. He's a scat back. They can do a lot of different things. He can carry for touchdowns. He can run. He can catch and make guys miss and turn a 5-yard gain into a 50-yard gain. But I just don't see the opportunities piling up to where Naheem Hines' production is really, really consistent. He could be great in special teams as well, and don't overlook that. He had a huge, almost historic game in the return game against the Panthers late in December and and basically said last week that those are my jobs. I'm going to go get the punt return job. I'm going to get the kick return job. But from a fantasy perspective on offense... Hines is going to have to wait his turn because they're going to get the ball to Taylor and they're going to give the most of the carries to Marlon Mack. So I still think Mack's the guy. I still think he's the focal point of the rushing attack. And behind that line, this guy is always a threat to get triple digits in the rushing game.
1: It does seem like an offense that could sustain two fantasy backs though, between Mack and Taylor. I think Hines would probably fit more as like a best ball league, very late sort of pick because he'll he'll have a handful of games where he catches five or six passes and, Brings a a long TD, uh, and that, of course, will make him useful. But trying to predict when those games happen, I think, will be maddening uh, for fantasy players. Let's look at the tight end position, where Eric Ebron is gone. He's now in Pittsburgh. And that two-tight end approach might not hold up quite as much as it did in the past. But they brought in Trey Burton. So you look at Jack Doyle, you look at Burton, you think about the history Rivers had with Antonio Gates and more recently with Hunter Henry this guy that's thrown to tight ends a ton during his time in the league. How do you see the Colts uh, balancing Doyle and Burton against that group of receivers that we talked about?
2: Yeah, this is one of the more fascinating position groups because for all the knocks on Eric Ebron, you know, last season and how it ended, this dude was a mismatch waiting to happen. He was a fantasy stud in 2018. They don't have that this year. They just don't. That's the reality. And, and two guys love throwing the ball to tight ends. Frank Reich loves it. And Philip Rivers loves it, and their whole career defends that. So they're going to take a step back in tight end production this year. I just don't see them having a guy that gets to double digits in, t- in touchdowns. Jack Doyle is as consistent a tight end you're going to find in the league. Great hands. He'll go for six catches and 74 yards every single freaking week. Trey Burton's a wild card for me. I think there's a ton of upside. It was a very, very low risk, high reward signing. They're not paying him a lot. He's got a ton of upside. He's got a history with Frank Reich from Philadelphia. They could use him in the in the Eric Ebron role. Will he produce like Ebron? I don't think so. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. He basically lost all of last season due to that. The one guy, no one's mentioning it, I don't know how much of a fantasy impact he'll have, but he could have a breakout year, and the Colts are really high on him right now, is Mo'Elly Cox. He's a former basketball player from VCU. He's more of a blocker, at least early in his career. But the guy has proven to make some unbelievable touchdown catches in his career i mean if you see his hands, they're like i mean someone compared them to dinosaur hands so just imagine they're these huge claws that make the football look like one of those little vortex footballs we used to throw around back in the day i mean he could catch everything because his hands are enormous he could be a red zone threat and he could be a sleeper so again it's going to come down to how many opportunities the tight ends get but uh if you want a steady reliable target, I think Jack Doyle is the way to go just because he's always open, he's got great hands and the guy just wakes up every morning and just moves the chains. Like that's all he does. So, Doyle's the option. I like Burton as a late round pick if you want to get some upside. I think he could catch some touchdowns this year. He's got to stay healthy, but um, I think this unit takes a step back last year because from last year because I just don't see a guy like Ebron on the roster.
0: Indianapolis Colts a very interesting team, interesting team now with Philip Rivers. At the helm. At is one of our Colts beat writers, Zach Kiefer. You can check him out on Twitter at ZKiefer, K-E-E-F-E-R. Zach, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Also, be sure to check out uh, our Colts podcast, 1% Better, with Zach and other Colts beat writer, Stephen Holder. Be sure to check that out here at The Athletic or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And that will do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. If you are not yet an Athletic subscriber you can get a free 30 day trial at theathleticcom football in 15. For Derek Van Riper and Zach Kiefer, I'm Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.